Okay, let's go. Rosie, you coming to my class? Go, you need to go to bed, Rosie. It's very late. What? Okay, sorry for the delay. Let's get started. Okay. So, tonight we're going to learn about the laws of gathering on Shabbos. After the... Uh, the Torah describes the malacha of uh, plowing, then there's a malacha of planting. Now the produce has been grown and, and it's harvested. And now the fruit has to be gathered. So the fourth malacha, malacha of gathering. Gathering isn't something you would naturally expect to be considered one of the 39 malachas because you're not really changing anything. You're just gathering the produce together. After you harvested it, and now you're just gathering it together. We find by the law, the malacha of carrying from a private domain to a public domain, that Tosfo says that this is not something you would naturally consider to be something that is uh, one of the 39 malachas, even though it certainly was done in the Mishkan, the reason why you wouldn't consider uh, carrying outside to a public domain or carrying from a public domain to a private domain, the reason why you would naturally wouldn't consider that to be, what, Rosie? Got wet? Don't worry, you'll switch to your pajamas. Ask Chayel to help you. So you, wouldn't naturally, you would naturally not consider carrying from a private domain or to a public domain or vice versa to be considered something that's forbidden on Shabbos, even though it was done in the Mishkan. Why? Because it's, it's, you're not really affecting any, any change in the, in the object you're bringing from the one domain to the other. Since you're not really affecting a change, so you wouldn't think that this would be considered a molach. That's why the Torah explicitly says in two places that carrying inside to outside or outside to inside is a molach. Where does the Torah say this? The Torah says this both in regarding the din of the man, the Torah says that Chayla, uh, hold on a second. Chaya, we got really change our pajamas, okay? Because it's wet. Okay. Sorry about that. <clears throat> so the Torah says in two places that carrying the man is considered a malacha. 
Torah says it, carrying inside to the outside, outside to inside is a malacha. The Torah has to say it to us explicitly because it's not something you would expect to be a malacha because you're not really affecting a change. Where does the Torah say it? The Torah says, first of all, by the man. The Torah says not to go out and, and, and fetch the man on Shabbos because that's considered a malacha. You're carrying from outside the camp uh, to the camp. Uh, you're carrying from, from the, the, I'm sorry, from the camp to your house. That's in the public domain, to the private domain, domain, it's a problem. And also the Torah says by the donations the Jewish people brought to the Mishkan, the Torah calls bringing the donations to the Mishkan, a malacha, the Torah calls that work. And so that's how we know that carrying is considered a malacha. I mean, obviously, if you walked into the Mishkan, it's something that's done in the Mishkan, but that's still not considered one of the 39 malachas. Because it's such a, a, a it's unique among the 39 malachas, it's not, it's not creating anything. That's why the Torah has to explicitly say that uh, it is a malacha. And the same is also with the malacha, the fourth malacha of gathering. You're just gathering the, the produce together. You wouldn't expect that to be a malacha. So that's why the Torah has to give us a direct source uh, in, in, a, in a pasuk to tell us that gathering is indeed a malacha. Where did the Torah tell us that gathering is a malacha? says, uh, the Jewish people were in the desert and they found a man who was Mekoshesh on Shabbos. What is Mekoshesh? So the Talmud in Shabbos, page 96b, says, what's Mekoshesh mean? He was, what was he doing with the wood? What was the problem with what he was doing with the wood on Shabbos? So there's three opinions. Rabbi Huda said, the problem was he was carrying it around in a public domain. Then the Talmud brings a brisa. The brisa says, the problem was he was breaking the branches off the tree on Shabbos. And there's a third opinion of Rabbi says the problem was he was ma'amer. The branches that he had gathered were already detached from the tree before Shabbos. And the only issue was that he was gathering them on Shabbos. That's where, uh, that's where the Torah says that you cannot gather explicitly on Shabbos. According to Rav Yaakov, that's what the Mekoshish was doing. Now, what does Rashi consider the Mekoshish to have done? Rashi doesn't say what the Mekoshish was doing. And that's because Rashi relies on an earlier explanation of Rashi in the, the Torah says uh, that they were Jewish people were, were in Mitzrayim. And that to gather straw, the Torah says the word lekoishish kash heaven. Straw is called kash. Kash means something which has to be gathered because it's spread all over the place. So the word the Torah uses the word lekoishish. Lekoishish means says Rashi lasefasifa to gather. Look at They had to gather the straw for the bricks they were making with the. Uh, the for the Egyptian taskmasters, they had to gather straw. So the Torah uses the word lokoishesh, and therefore later on in Parsha Shlach, when it says there was someone desecrating the Shabbos by mikoishesh, so according to other explanations, like the Targum Unkelus, Unkelus says Jewish people in the desert. They found someone who was gathering uh, straw on Shabbos. That's what Unkelus says, and Targum Yehonasan says. They found someone who was tearing something off the ground on Shabbos. So 
Rashi clearly signs the opinion that says the problem was Ma'amr gathering because Rashi doesn't say anything and he must be relying on his early explanation in Pasha Shemais where, where the Torah says the Jewish people were Mokoshesh, they were gathering the straw. So gathering is a malacha. So does that mean if I have a bag full of oranges and they fall on my uh, kitchen floor and I put them back in the bag, so I am considered to have uh, gathered them on Shabbos and transgressed the prohibition of Ma'amir? The answer is no. Why? Because the prohibition is only to gather the produce in the place that it grew. There's no prohibition to gather something um, unless you're gathering it in the place it has grown from. So if there are apples that have fallen from the tree, you've taken off the tree before Shabbos. Now it's Shabbos. You want to take the apples and put them together in a basket. That is a malacha of Ma'amr. That's prohibited in It's biblically prohibited on Shabbos. It's one of the three malachas. Ma'amr, you're not allowed to gather on Shabbos. However, if it was, it was put in this basket, and you gathered the apples together already, and now the apples fell out of the basket. And now the apples are somewhere not in the field where they grew. They're somewhere in your somewhere in in, a, in your courtyard. They're not in the field. They're not outside by the tree. So it would seem that it shouldn't be an issue at all because the only prohibition of Ma'amir is to gather something in the place that it grew. And here is not the place that it grew, so it should be okay. However, there's still an issue. The issue is it's nirikim Ma'amir. It looks like. Uh, gathering. It's, it looks like the malacha of gathering on Shabbos. In the field, the place that it grew, that's a biblically prohibited. That's Asher Atayra. But in a field, sorry, but in your courtyard, that is Asher for another reason. It's Asher rabbinically. It's a prohibition as a gzera, as a decree, as a fence on the Torah, that you may say, hey, I'm allowed to gather it in the in the um, I'm sorry, Gathering an extra tree is biblically prohibited. If it's been strewn, or if, if, if the basket of apples have been thrown across the field, that is rabbinically prohibited because it looks like it's ma'amir. Even though it's not the original place where it grew, it's been thrown all over the field. But since it's in, it is in a field, it is in the place where gathering is done, where, there, where the produce is gathered together. So although it's not biblically prohibited, it's it prohibited in the Rabbanon, biblically prohibited because it looks like it's, you look like you're gathering. What about if it will be in the, in the courtyard? In the courtyard, it would seem it's not prohibited at all because in the courtyard, it's not, it's not the place where it grew from and it's not the place where it grows. It's not, it's not actually falling off the tree and right in this place, which may, will make it biblically prohibited. And it's not either prohibited because it looks like you're gathering it because it's not the place, not even the area where it grew. But there's still an issue. What's the issue? The issue is that it's, the says in Simon Shinlam and Hey, Sif Hey, if your fruit has been spread out in your courtyard, one apple here, one apple there, says you can gather a little bit at a time and eat it. You can't put them, you can't put it into a basket, you can't put it into a bag. It's in your courtyard, there are a bunch of apples in the courtyard, they got spread out over there. You're not allowed to put the apples in a bag, instead, 
you can only take as much as you want to eat, but not to put it in a bag. Why not? It's not ma'amer. It's not gathering. It doesn't even look like ma'amer. So al says there's a third problem. The third problem is, you shouldn't do what you usually do during the weekday. It's called uvdin nechel. It's not a prohibition lest you might gather something on Shabbos from the tree or next to the tree. It's just uvdin nechel. It's something that looks very vachadik, something that looks very associated with something that you would do during the week. It's not Shabbistic. And so in order you shouldn't do what you do during the weekday, you should act differently on Shabbos. Therefore, the Altar says, don't gather in the regular way. Just gather what you need. Just gather the apples that you're eating right now. Don't put, take a bunch of apples and, and put them together. Where does this all come from? This comes from the Gemara in, uh, in Shabbos. The Gemara says that... Uh, Gemara says the laws in the laws of Yontif. Um, sorry, in Sefta Beitza, Daflam Gimlam and Aleph. Says in Sefta Beitza that on Yontif you're allowed to uh, make a fire. So let's say you need wood for your fire on Yontif. So it says in the Mishnah, You can gather from your courtyard and light and make a fire. Why from your courtyard? It's very specific in your courtyard, the Gemara comments, and not from your field. Why not from your field? Because, because your field, it's near There it looks like you're gathering. And that's out there also Paskins in Simon, Tafkuf, Aleph, Siv Zayin, says, Ahmed, when can you gather the wood to make your fire on Yontiv in your courtyard? In your field, you're not allowed to. Because it is normal for Trees to grow in the field. So if you gather something there, it looks like you are gathering something in the place that it grew, even though uh, it's right now been spread around the field, but still it looks like you're gathering it there, and therefore it's prohibited. Even something that has already been gathered ready before, now it's been spread across the field, you're not allowed to gather from there, because it's a, it's a decree that you may take from something that has, um, e- even if it's already in a pile, you cannot take it from the field, because you might take from something that has been spread around, and it looks like your ma'amr. So just to recap, not to get too lost over here, if there's apples next to a tree that have been taken off the tree before Shabbos, it's biblically prohibited to gather those apples and put them in, into a basket. If those apples are somewhere in the field, not next to the tree, it's still prohibited because it looks like you're gathering. If it's in a courtyard, so the Alter Rebbe says, don't gather them all together in a basket. Why? Not because of Nirakam Amr. You shouldn't do on Shabbos something that you, in a similar way that you do during the week. But it comes out that the only prohibition on ma'amir is in the place that where you grow things. If it's if it's not in the place you, where things are growing, then there's no biblical prohibition of ma'amir. However, uh, there are exceptions to that. The Gemara talks about iguli dvela. You have figs, dried figs, and you want to you want to make a cake out of them and press them together. 
So even though you're doing this far, far from the field, this is a, you've, you've taken the figs and you've dried them out and now you want to make a cake out of them or you want, or you want to string them together and to make a, some kind of a, um, a, you want to attach them together in some kind of little circle with of figs, it's prohibited on Shabbos, says the Rambam, because even though it's not in the field, the Rambam says in Perek Ches Alachavav, he says, it's biblically pro- prohibited. It's a tool of Amr. Why? The Maestro Kech explains, though it's not next to the field, I'm not gathering it next to, the, next to where the apple tree is. So why is it biblically prohibited? So the Maestro Kech explains, since it is normal to take these figs and to dry them and to gather them together far from the field, so it's considered like the same way you take the apples and put them in a basket for the figs. This is considered the, the same stage of processing the figs is drying them together and pressing them together or stringing them together. Or perhaps in our time, let's say you wanted to uh, set something up very nice with your fruits or your apples. You want to string things together on Shabbos. There wouldn't be simple to do that on Shabbos. It would be just like the Ramam says of stringing together the igulet vela of these figs. So even though it's not near the tree, it's still biblically prohibited because it is... The fun, it is the same stage for figs what is done for apples. Stringing the figs together or pressing them together is equivalent to putting the apples into a basket, which is for prohibited minatura on Shabbos. There is another thing that is not in the field and not, it's in the house, in your house, in your house in general, Rab Chaim Noah and the Mishnah Brura and others uh, are pretty clear that there's no concept of ma'amir in your house. You're allowed to take a broom, let's say, if your oranges are, are, are uh, around the floor, you're allowed to take a broom and gather them together with the broom, according to the Mishnah Bura, according to the Mechaim Noah. Uh, although Rebbe Levin is not so sure about this, uh, who is very uh, very knowledgeable in Altar B'Shoch uh, because Altar doesn't, doesn't make explicitly a distinction about this. However, the Altar Rebbe does say in... Uh, he uses example, parenthetically, in the laws of Muktza, of gathering fruit together. It doesn't mention any concept of Ma'amr. He does mention laws of Muktza, about gathering fruit together and putting it in a basket. So it sounds like in your house, there is no issue, as, as the Mishabura and the Reb Chaim Noah say. So in your house, putting them together in a basket doesn't seem to be such an issue, although there is room for those who interpret Alter B'Shoch differently to say that, yeah, even in your house, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do the same way you do during the weekday and put them together in one basket instead, it should take us a little, little, little time. Um, but there is another issue in your house, and that is like this. Let's say you have uh, boxes of wine, or boxes of potatoes, or boxes of oranges, and you want to move them out of your dining room to make more room for your guests. So the answer is you're not allowed to. Why? It's not, it's not ma'amer, it's not a gzair of ma'amer, it's not even uvd in the choyl, it's not doing something which is, which is associated with things you do during the weekday, it's another problem. It's called tirchi yaseira, extra strain on Shabbos. But what if you want to do this for the sake of a mitzvah? 
So very surprisingly, people don't know this, the definition of a mitzvah isn't what we would ordinarily expect. Let's say you have guests and you have enough room by your table for four people and you need to move away these boxes of wine or these boxes of produce to make to put another chair by the table. Isn't it a mitzvah to have guests on Shabbos? So the Alter Rebbe says that inviting your friends to eat with you on Shabbos is not considered in the category of halacha of a su'udas mitzvah, of a meal of a mitzvah. If people come from out of town and they need a place for Shabbos, that is considered a su'udas mitzvah, and then you're allowed to move boxes out of your, out of your dining room to a storage room because there's a mitzvah. You have guests that came out of town and you're hosting them for Shabbos. However, if you invite your friend, hey, come eat by me and let's have our brain together on Shabbos, that is not considered a su'udas mitzvah, not considered a meal of a mitzvah, and therefore you would not be allowed to move boxes on Shabbos for that purpose because it's considered an extra strain on Shabbos. Let's see the Altarebbe's words in Simon Shinlam and Gimel Sif Aleph. says the Altarebbe, a storage of produce or of bottles of wine. You're not to move it around on Shabbos for a mundane purpose because it is considered to be a strain. For the sake of a mitzvah, for the sake of guests or another mitzvah, or because you want to study Torah there, then you're allowed to. Then he says in Sivav, what is the definition of a guest? A guest is someone who has come from another city. If you invite your friend in the same city to come join you, it says, it's not considered a guest. It's considered a uh, it's considered a meal, which is just voluntary. I mean, of course, it is a meal of Shabbos, but it's not considered his presence at your Shabbos table is not considered in the same category of an obligation, of a mitzvah, as someone who has randomly come from out of town needs a place to eat. So that's an example of something which would be an issue, even though it is not Ma'amer. There is another category of Ma'amer. The Talmud says um, that even though something which is not, not grown from the ground, there is also a concept of Ma'amer. says the Gemara in Shabbos, I'm in Gimlam in the base, Omer Rabbeh. What does that mean? Let's say you would take water from the ocean and the way they would make salt they used to make a, in the ground, they used to make this little uh, pit or ditch in the, in the, in the, uh, near, the, near the water, near the ocean. And they would put water into these uh, ditches and the sun would dry up the water and they would have salt. So although it's not, the salt doesn't grow there. But Rabbi says, I consider this to be mokim gidule. This is a place that's growing because this is where you get the salt. This is where you get the salt. The salt comes from this place. So the Rabbi says, this is mokim gidule. This is a place it grows from. And therefore, you're not allowed to. It's biblically prohibited, says Rabbi, to gather the salt from where the, um, the uh, sun has dried up the water. Abaya disagrees. Who do we paskin like? There's actually two different texts in the Gemara. In our Gemaras, in our printed uh, Vilna Shas Gemaras, it says that Rava is arguing with Abaya. Rava says it's considered Ma'amir, it's considered gathering to gather the salt in the place that it dry, where the water dried up. And Abaya says it's not. 
Now the rule is Abaye Verava Hilchasikarava. Whenever Abaye has an argument with Rava, the Allah always follows Rava, except for the six exceptions of which are called Yal Kagam. Yal Kagam is an acronym for the six exceptions where we rule like Abaye. However, the poskim all rule like Abaye here. Why? Because they have a different text in the Talmud, and their text reads that it's not Abaye arguing with Rava, it's Abaye arguing with his teacher, Rabba, and therefore the Allah can follow Abaye, and Allah is that there is no biblical prohibition of gathering the salt um, in the place that it dries up. However, the Altar says that's only... Uh, biblically. However, there's still a rabbinic prohibition of gathering the salt from the place where it dried up. And the Alam says in Simon Shin Mem, uh, he says, Ain imur el the only concept, the only, the, it's only prohibited to gather something if it grows from the ground. But rabbinically, the rabbinical prohibition, it's even forbidden if something does not grow from the ground, the katsumakum to, to gather something which did not grow from the ground, but it is in the ground and it was produced from the ground. For example, if there are um, uh, if there is a salt that has been produced in this area in the ground, the altar says. Yes, it is not biblically prohibited to gather the salt there. However, there is a rabbinical prohibition. Uh, the Alt Rebbe doesn't, I just want to just to explain us and just to give a full picture of this whole malacha. I mentioned before that the Rambam says that it's biblically prohibited to gather the, um, the uh, figs and to press them together. The Alt Rebbe mentions the Rambam, he mentions this opinion. But he puts this in his parentheses. And the Shehiris Yehuda uh, famously says, whenever the author puts something in parentheses, he says, not because it's, a, it's not because it's a it's a uh, not an important point, it's because Altaba has a suffix as a doubt whether or not this is Allah. Altaba is planning to go back to give a final ruling. So it's not clear from the Altaba if he rules like the Ramam or not, he puts it in parentheses. Um but either way, for, from our, for our purposes, it's, it doesn't really matter because either way, it's prohibited um, rabbinically, and uh, it, there, that's basically the malacham. Hey, Rabbarach, welcome back, Rabbarach. I hope you're feeling okay. Anyone have any questions or comments on this uh, on the on Ma'amir? All right, thank you for joining Yehuda. Thank you for joining Ira. Thank you, joining Rabbi Aryeh and Rabbi Baruch. Rabbi Baruch, how are you feeling? Uh, better late than never. Rabbi Baruch, I hope you have a refuah shlema. Refuah shlema kreva. Thank you so much. Sorry I was late. Rabbi Baruch. <laughs> Everyone have, say, have a mind, Rabbi Baruch. Akoyin ben Chana Rivka, refuah kreva shlema. Amen. Take a for him tonight. Okay, good night. Talk to you later.